Thank you for watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. I am Frank Murphy, joined by Rich Haley this morning. How are you, Rich? Good morning. I'm doing great. You're dressed more appropriately for the, the uh, water. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What's that, a Hawaii, literally a Hawaiian It is shirt. literally an Aloha shirt. Very nice. Yeah, it's just awful out there. Yeah. I'd love it. I'll, I'll check in with news momentarily, but the, the driving conditions are just extremely unpleasant. Yes. I thought about it. Uh, I was listening to some... Um, I almost called them idiot DJs. What's a nicer way of saying that? A local DJ. <laughs> now, I know these people, and uh, they don't have a particularly good command of the English language based on their sentence construction. And Which is ironic, because I know who you're talking about. No, and, you don't. Oh, I don't. You may, Maybe you do. I mean, you can write it down if you think you know. Okay. But uh, I'm listening to them, and they're trying to describe the pothole situation mm -hmm. on one of the local interstates. I think it was 640 they're trying to describe. And they're saying that... You know, you need to drive in the third lane in order to avoid the potholes. Which lane is the third lane? Exactly. <laughs> because that's my, is my point. Is it one, two, three? One, two, three. That's what I was going to ask you. I know what lane they were talking about because I deciphered it. I listened to it for this whole yeah. five-minute segment, figuring that's just dumb. Why would you call it the third lane? And then I remembered, oh, that's what, yeah, this person yeah. always gets things like that yep. mistaken. I'm assuming it's the fast lane. That's correct. Yes, okay. that's what I assume too. This is a person who pronounces foliage as foliage. Okay. So, uh, and, and it's just one of those things. It's, so it's getting on my last nerve that this person is calling the, the fast lane the, the third, third lane. lane. Because there's parts of the interstate where it's this would be the second lane or the fourth lane. Mm -hmm. Or some, or the, who knows, the fifth lane yeah. even. Why not just say the fast lane? And the point they were trying to make, which they never got to, was that there are fewer <laughs> potholes in the fast lane, and of course the reason that would be, there's no trucks allowed in right. the fast lane. Yeah. Unless you're driving today to get to Mountain Fun Life, <laughs> and right at the sign that literally says, no trucks for the next 25 miles, what does a truck do? Yep. Cut in front of me in the fast lane. Yeah. And I, I, I guess probably at that point the only safe thing to do, because the other trucks were going so slow. So now I'm behind a wall of three trucks yep. taking up the entire interstate right by the Holston River Bridge. And I can't see anything because it's just it's a, a spray of white. I may, I may as well be driving into a cloud, into a blizzard, yep. into who knows what. Because it was just, um, it was not good. I, I don't like the third lane over there by the Holston River Bridge because the way the interstate is pitched, mm. you get a lot of ponding over there. Yeah, well, the fast lane, you mean. The fast lane. Right. The third lane. I'm <laughs> wondering, are they from the north? Because maybe they're thinking like the third rail of the subway. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure she's from Indiana. Not that I uh, <laughs> okay. need to know all of the details. Yeah, there are no subways in Indiana. Yeah, no, they've just, barely got electricity. This is just one of those things where I think no one's ever told her, no one's ever corrected her. Yeah, I mean that person, this individual. This, I mean, <laughs> this anonymous individual who we will not identify. Right. So anyway, that was my. I was griping about that first thing this morning, and then I'm griping about the, the driving here. Yep. In the just, I'm exhausted, just from the drive. It could be I, worse. White knuckling it. I could be yeah. dead. It could be Monday. It's not Monday. Well, that's true. It's, so we're one day closer to the end of the rain, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. White knuckling it the whole way here. And there's parts where, you know, I had to, I, uh, when you leave Knox County and get onto the, the Severe County roads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you could start to feel, I could start to feel <laughs> this. <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. You know, as soon as I crossed over the line into Severe County, I'm like, oh, I don't have traction anymore. I'm in Severe County. So I have to, so I think I just got over to the right lane and just. Took it easy. 
Took it easy, and I made him here. Yeah, no, that's alive. good. No, I didn't crash. That, and that's a good thing. <sighs> I need some water. Yes. Some water, and I need some coffee. There's now, not I enough think, water outside. I think Brad has planned an entire show for us today. And did you send one of your mystery emails in the middle of the night again? Oh, yes, I did, actually. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read it until now. I can literally, this is the first minute I have had in the past 12 hours, 24 hours, however long it's been. When did you send it? Um, 12.30 or so, I think. All right, let's see. Because I have, oh, there's a million emails that have come in overnight. Let's see. One ten a.m. One ten a.m. Brad Levitt. That's about right. With Brad, Brad and I keep the same hours. So I apologize, but this is literally the first time I'm looking at it. Because I got up at 4.30 and I've been go, 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 go until I sat down in this chair. So now I can relax. Oh, we have to do a show still, right? Show, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, today's theme is hidden gems and less known, less well-known shows and attractions in the Smoky Mountains. Ah. Isn't that something? Oh, we're going to talk about weather, flooding, road closing. Well, I think I covered all that already off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Captain Accurate. We're going to talk about Captain Accurate. Absolutely. He does the weather for us at 9 a.m. Yep. That's David Aldrich. And... Um, and Brad has got some other cool things. Apparently, these are great topics. So why don't we bring in Brad Lovett and hear about some of the uh, the topics that are here on the email that I got? And thank you for sending it, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, thank you to Travis Flood. I mean Floyd, for uh, <laughs> we have floods on their brain today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for uh, for wishing us a good morning this morning. And thank you for letting me vent for six minutes. I feel so much better. Well, that's good. That's the whole purpose so of the show. Better. Is to make Frank feel better. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, well, it's also to entertain you guys. I thought that was a side effect, but <laughs> not the entire purpose. But uh, Brad, uh, tell us about some of these fabulous things that are um, in the rundown for today. Well, the weather is in the news, as we all know. We still have that flash flood watch until 7 o'clock. If you missed Captain Accurate Weather here on Mountain Fun Life, you can catch it anytime by going back to, on the Facebook page, watching the show we did at 9 a.m. with David Aldrich. And be sure also to download the Captain Accurate Weather app. And you have actually 16 locations that you can put into the app. If you have friends, relatives, you want to keep an eye on as far as... What if as I don't have that many friends? I don't have... Well, then don't you use You have 1,600 friends, Frank. But not that I care about the weather where they live. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, uh, if I put in the 16 people that I interact with the most, half of us would be in this room at the same time. So, <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, you know, I but but if you live in Ohio, for example, you can download it. You can see your local forecast there, and then you can see the forecast here. For what, so when oh, you're okay. planning a vacation, you can... You have that information. That makes total sense. All right. Now, we Good have... to Diane. She, she's excited about all that news. And also, we have a road closure, an important one, the northbound spur. Traffic is being detoured because of a mudslide. TDOT tells us that, and so does the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Mudslide occurred along the northbound lanes of the spur between Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge about 10.30 last night. get confused because you, when you're going, actually, northbound is going downhill. Yes. yes. From Gatlinburg to Pigeon Forge is northbound. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So we've got about 100 feet on both of those lanes. Northbound traffic being detoured about one mile at the Westgate Resorts to Little Smoky Road. Then it re-enters the spur from Beach Branch Road just before the tunnel. Now, large trucks, oversized vehicles are being detoured east of Gatlinburg to Highway 321, and you might want to use an alternate route. Now, they Hang have done Diane, the... Diane's commenting on your uh, uh, where to, who to put into your Captain Accurate app, uh, her family, and her places that she visits. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That would yes. make sense if you're going to go on vacation somewhere, like you're coming here, 
you would put in yep. Smoky Mountains. And I guess I could put in, you know, where my mom lives, so I could call her up and go, I heard it's raining, Mom. <laughs> she would appreciate that. Well, she called me the other day and said, it was on the national news that Tennessee was flooded. Are you okay? <laughs> now, she leaves me a voicemail on Friday night, and I'm at a concert, and I didn't answer the phone. So then I forgot to call her back first thing Saturday morning, and the next thing you know about opera rehearsals. So 24 hours go by, and I haven't called Mom to tell her I've survived the flooding. <laughs> The great flood of yeah. 2020. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I, hope this isn't, I hope it doesn't get any worse than it is. Well, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. The, uh, now, they've done the assessment on that, and something like 45 dump trucks are going to have to remove all that stuff. Oof. To, uh, to haul it away, and operators are using two excavators and seven dump trucks to clear that area. Well, I interrupted you. You're talking about hauling away the stuff that's on the spur. That's on the road, yes. Blocking yeah. the, uh, on blocking the spur, the yes. So be careful in that area, and uh, National Park Service Rangers have gotten some assistance with traffic management from Gatlinburg Police, Pigeon Forge Police, and the Sevier County Emergency Management Agency. Did you see them filling sandbags in Gatlinburg? I saw that. On the news, yeah, that was... Uh, why can't they sell sandbags that are already full? Why do you have to do them manually every time? It seems like a lot of work. You're standing out there in the pouring rain, shoveling sand into a sandbag. Can't you buy prefab sandbags? I don't know. Uh, it I, makes I, sense to me. I mean, they got, they buy a giant sandbag, mm -hmm. and then they shovel it into a hundred smaller sandbags. It's just it really other than a photo op. I mean, isn't there a better way to do it? Yeah, I suppose there's the soul story. Thank you, Bob. Though <laughs> <laughs> he hears me griping and complaining. Thank you. You're very gracious. Of right now, my uh, voice sounds a little gravelly. I need to drink something warm. All right. You carry on, Brett. Well, well I'll, I'll carry on without you. Uh, hospitality and tourism professionals from around the state are meeting in Nashville today and tomorrow for the 2020 Day on the Hill. Now, those professionals will be lobbying at the State House for funding of their local tourism projects and discussing tourism issues with legislators face to face. Now, this does happen every year, and I know uh, chances are some folks you've seen on the show may be there today. Like who? Possibly Amanda Marr. I don't know for sure. Oh, nice. But, uh, but I, I wouldn't doubt guy, that. That guy who works for the state government, we've interviewed him a few times, kind of mm -hmm. beard. Yes. Dave something? Dave. Dave yeah. Jones? Yes. Wow. You know where I pulled that out of? I'm not going to say that on TV. <laughs> I'll tell you where. <laughs> is last night I was snooping and checking out our Roku channel. And I was looking at the interviews on the Roku channel, and it, it jumps for some, you know, they're all in a row. So mm -hmm. it jumps from the most recent to the oldest one that's on the Roku. Mm -hmm. So when you jump it, the oldest one there is this guy, Dave Jones. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I visually saw my TV screen at home with all of these interviews on the Roku channel, and that's where Dave popped into my head. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you pulled it out of your Roku. That's correct. Okay. And if the interview is old in enough, it's in black and white. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put that in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Pulled it out of your Roku. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do I submit that? <laughs> in your Roku. <laughs> okay. Put that in your Roku and smoke it. <laughs> and did you know, we talked about this story once before. Tennessee is now officially the volunteer state. What? You mean it wasn't? It's about darn time. Yes. Well, it, it was unofficially. It's been known... Informally, as a volunteer state since 1812, but they, the legislature just made that official yesterday. So congratulations, you now are officially a volunteer. Whee! That's fantastic. Because we've been VFLs, Volunteer right. Life, or you have to be an honorary volunteer because you didn't go to UT, but you're a fan of UT, like I imagine Brad and me. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, where'd you go? I went to UT for a couple of semesters, so I so think that counts. You're technically a vol. Yes. All right, that's good. I Whereas claim I'm, I'm not. I'm technically a patriot. 
from my alma mater, but I'm a, technically a, an honorary vol, right? Yes. Now, or now I'm just a, I'm a volunteer because I live in the volunteer state. Here. IW honorary vol. Sure. I thought you were going to draw a W, or I mean, excuse me, draw a V on my forehead. I would not do worst. that. But I've, I think, um, I think I mentioned this before, that at some point this year, some point in 2020, I have to figure out exactly what month, but it doesn't really matter. Some point in the next few months, I will have lived in Tennessee longer than any place else that I've lived. That includes New York, California, and Virginia. So there you go. That's cool. All right. I guess I'm getting old. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I have to have my Ohio State stripes, my Purdue Boilermaker stripes, and my Tennessee Volunteer stripes. Did you go to all those places? I did not attend. I attended a semester at Ohio State, one of the branch campuses. I, I did not you go to Purdue. You got into a career early on, right? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. But I worked on Purdue sports uh, programming at a TV station there. I worked on the Gene Cady show. He yeah. was the coach at Purdue uh, mm -hmm. you know, back in the 90s. So, all these, so you still root for the Ohio State and the Purdue? Well, it's it's the and and it's sometimes called an Ohio State University, <laughs> the, the Ohio State University, and uh, and Purdue, and uh, you know I didn't give a rat's patoot about Ohio State or any of those schools until my son uh, started going to Michigan, and now mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I didn't care. You know, a couple of years ago I couldn't could not have cared at all one iota, but now I have to pretend that I care and go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's always a big game. It's, mm -hmm. uh, yep. Uh, Thank you, Bob. Your coffee's better than mine. <laughs> it's the same weekend as Tennessee Vanderbilt normally. It's, yes. And all the other big rivalries. Rivalry weekend. Mm -hmm. And some more tourism news. Tennessee Tourist Development Commissioner Mark Hazel, we want to congratulate him. He's been recently appointed, or he recently appointed uh, Craig Ross, who we owe congratulations to, president of the Dollywood Company, as chairperson person for the Tennessee State Tourism Committee. You know where he should go? Nashville, because it'd stay on the hill. Uh, chances are he's already there. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, <laughs> a board if you get in the car. Be careful driving, though. It's a miserable drive, too. <laughs> that, that's a board comprised of tourism leaders and advocates from across the state. As president of the Dollywood Company, Ross has spearheaded a period of unprecedented growth at the much-heralded theme park destination. Since 2010, the Dollywood Company has invested more than $220 million into its properties as part of the ongoing investment strategy that does include Dream More Resort and Spa, the Roller Coasters, Lightning Rod and Fire Chaser Express, as well as Tailspin Racer and, of course, the big one, Wildwood Grove, last year. And we anticipate, based on... Um plans and uh, filed with Pigeon Forge that they'll be expanding Dream War next. Yes. That's what I hear. So that's what we're thinking. Now here we got some um, some Ohio-Michigan rivalry comments. I guess Doug must live in O-I-O with the high in the middle and the O on the end. Yes. <laughs> I remember, uh, you remember Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live, Benny Chance? I remember the name. He used to be in the Groundlings before he was on TV, so we went to, we'd go see the Groundlings, and he was like the standout star of the Groundlings. It was no surprise that he got to SNL, but he had this whole bit about Ohio where he made up a song that he would sing uh, in all their shows that I, I still stuck in my head about the, you know, Ohio. Not that any of you would know it, but it was, <laughs> it was lovely. And then uh, I believe Doug is insulting Michigan by calling it Itchigan. I think that's an insult, right? I, I would be insulted. Yeah. Or is it, if, now it looks like Itchigan, or would I pronounce it like ichthyology? which would be ick again. I think I've got an itch again. I think that's where he's going with that. All right, all right, well, fun. And Doug, he's also apologizing, which as well you should, Doug. <laughs> uh, let's put Doug's apology through so that we, uh, you can stop getting, you don't have to make hateful comments to poor Doug. He, it's not his fault that he's an Ohio fan, you know. 
But Eli's got it right. Eli says, go Vols. A. So we thank all Go Eli. Yes, thank you for that, Eli. And Diane, I think, won a prize from us. I think a lot of you have already won prizes from us on the uh, Thursday shows in the past. So I really appreciate the fact that you're coming back to watch again. Uh, So Diane says, good morning and hello. All right. Good morning, Diane. I got a question for Diane. Diane. Her middle name on there is Ladyhawk. Is that your Wait, actual no, middle name? There's two Diane. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's Diane Sink, Sink. who won a, I know pretty sure won a prize, ah. and then Diane Ladyhawk. Okay. Bobinski. Right. This is this is but she's uh, her emojis are crying I think or or are they spitting? What are they, maybe they're raining. I can't really tell, but she's giving us emojis. <laughs> I think she's laughing so hard she's crying. That's what I'm going to go with. It's causing a flood, Diane. You better knock it off. I'm just curious if your middle name is a nickname because of the movie, or if that's your actual middle name. There's a movie called Ladyhawk? Yes! Rutger Hauer and Matthew Broderick with an absolutely terrible English accent. Those are men. Yes. Why would they be in a movie called Ladyhawk? Because Rutger Hauer was in love with a woman and they were cursed. She was a hawk by day, he was a wolf by night. And they could never meet until the solar eclipse. Dun-dun-dun! Da-da-dum! Great movie. Really? Yeah. High fantasy movie with a disco soundtrack. But Shouldn't I mean, work, but it does. The, to- the total eclipse lasts at most two and a half minutes. Right. But that was long enough to kill the evil bishop and break the curse forever. You just saved me a lot of time. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Because, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm at the point where I need to just start reading the endings of movies <laughs> on, uh, on Wikipedia because I don't have time to watch them all. Yeah. Thank you. That's a very, very efficient use of my time. There we go. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Eli is in Hawkins County, Tennessee, which okay. I think I know where that is. Help me out. Morristown. Oh, yeah. No, that's Hamblin. That's Hamblin. Morristown's in Hamblin County. Yeah. I know that one. So, Eli, help me out with uh, Hawkins County. I always hear them on the news being closed or delayed. They're one of the first ones usually to, to phone in. So um, I'm curious to know where, like, what's, what town is in Hawkins? I guess I can just Google that. <laughs> what city is in Hawkins County, uh, Tennessee? Doug is explaining the itch again. Now that went to Siri, though. That doesn't really help me. All okay. of that. I found this on the web for what city is in Hawkins County, Tennessee, that is explaining the... All right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Kingsport, Bristol. There we go. Uh, that I, okay, fantastic. That explains, and uh, I got it. Thank you very much, Hawkins County. That would uh, That's very helpful. All right. Hey, right. Eli oh, says, Rogersville. Rogersville. Roger, Rogersville. Well, that's all good news. So that would mean that Eli is watching from a little bit of a distance, and he likes the Smoky yes. Mountains and wants to come here uh, to visit. That's very cool. That's why we're here. I mean, it's nice to talk about, you know, the fact that we're sitting here in, in Pigeon Forge and talking about, wow, did you see that traffic light that was slow? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're yeah, that guy that passed me on the right. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's... The microcasting is great, but we really are here for those of you in Michigan with an M and Ohio with an O and Rogersville with an R and all of you who are making your plans to visit the Smoky Mountains. Today, you know, yeah, you're sitting wherever you are, but you get to think about your upcoming vacations and upcoming travel plans to the Smoky Mountains. If you happen to be coming for President's Day weekend or um, which is this coming weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, uh, all of the things, if you have an extra day. I, does anybody take President's Day off anymore? I'm not, not sure. School, school is closed. School, school's closed. Yeah. So, uh, banks, schools, post offices? Yeah. All right. Well, if you happen to be affiliated with one of those three fine businesses, then you can have a nice three-day weekend in the Smoky mm-hmm. Mountains. You know, a lot of the companies I work for, they, they gave up. They ditched President's Day and Columbus Day at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They reduced the number of holidays that we get. 
So you watch the movie Holiday Inn, and you're trying to explain to the kids, no, no, <laughs> we used to get off for Lincoln's birthday and Washington's birthday. Because yeah. there's three holidays in that movie in a row, back to back to back. Right. And it doesn't make any sense when you're watching it nowadays. It's like, what do you mean there's three holidays in February? Nowadays we have zero. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you work in a bank or... Um, School, post office, I guess. Sure. All right. Yep. All right. So uh, I noticed that uh, they've got Hunter's got the uh, the events calendar standing by. Are we going to go to that, or is it time we go to the interview first? Uh, let's let's go ahead and quickly do the events calendar. All right. We absolutely. Can do that and a few things going on now. Right. I do, do want to make sure you are aware of the blood drives coming up tomorrow and Thursday at Gatlinburg Pittman Gatlinburg Pittman High School. Medic is having their mobile blood drive 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. tomorrow, and mm -hmm. we encourage all blood donors to come and donate. School is trying to reach a goal in order to receive money for supplies, and also on Thursday at LeConte Medical Center inside the classroom across the cafeteria, 11 a.m. to 6 there. And some other things we have going on, well, uh, our big show with uh, Jim Johnson and Dre Hilden coming up on Wednesday. We'll talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But we've got... Uh, they the... finally met each other last night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. At a bar somewhere. They, they put this picture on Facebook of the two of them at a bar going, got to finally meet yeah, my okay, girl. Here it is. <laughs> yep. That's going to be a good show. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what to expect. I've not even been told is what the that... title is. but. Wait. Is that a bar or is it like a Waffle House? What do you think? I think it's a restaurant of some kind. I couldn't tell oh, you it's what. It's a restaurant with a bar. That looks very much like a Waffle House to me. I don't know. I, um, waffle Houses are very much similar, right? Yes. Well, then it's not a Waffle House. It must be some other okay. Some other uh, breakfast-type joint with a diner counter. So it's all right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Karen, moving on. All righty. We have uh, Thursday the Pigeon Forge State of the City Address. Uh, which is uh, also the Pigeon Forge Hospitality Association Luncheon. And also Thursday, the Valentine's Dinner at Junction 35. And Date Night Comedy Night with Alex Stokes and Dre Hilton and more at Dave & Buster's. And there are still some show-only tickets available, last I knew. Valentine's well, Day Dinner... Well, the way you're hyping it, it's going to sell out pretty quick, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day Dinner at Nino's Pizzeria and Eatery. That's a little bit of the one of the out-of-the-way places in town. It's just off uh, Dolly Parton Parkway, Newport Highway area. Romeo and Juliet at Tennessee Theater on Friday. Mm -hmm. and Jim will be there. Jim Johnson will be there at that show. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the Sunday matinee on the 16th of Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Then on Saturday, we have the Tennessee Winter Beer Festival at the Carriage House in Townsend, 3 to 8 p.m. Very nice. Excellent. Right. Excellent, excellent. Uh, cool stuff. All right. That's a, a rundown. Now, uh, there's two, two operas happening, at least two operas. I mean, there's operas everywhere happening in February. Uh, the Romeo and Juliet, perfectly timed for Valentine's weekend. But uh, two weeks later, there's uh, before Black History Month ends, there is an amazing opera that's a world premiere happening here in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in some, uh, some cutting-edge stuff, uh, where actually they've already sold out one of their shows. This is how far along they've gotten. The Friday the 28th show is already sold out. But Saturday, March 29th, there's still tickets available. So uh, and I spoke with my good friend Catherine Frady, who not only is she an opera diva in her own right, she's also the executive director of Marble City Opera. And uh, we can hear her talk about this innovative, interesting uh, world premiere show about a Knoxville artist. Let's roll that, Hunter, as we learn more about Shadowlight.
Thank you for watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Frank Murphy here, getting to speak with a dear friend about the fine arts. Let's welcome Catherine Frady, who is Executive Director of Marble City Opera. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I meant to tell you before you st we started that I occasionally listen to Kevin Doherty, who started Marble City Opera with you many years ago. That's right. And he's now a classical DJ in Sacramento. That's so right. Sometimes I listen to him online while I'm driving here to the oh, studio. Oh, how funny. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> He um, helped me co-found the company in 2013 and was with us for one year. Yeah. He left, so it's all you. It's all me, and uh, you know, I was fortunate for the first three years, I guess, after he left, um, it was all on my own. Yeah. And then um, I was able to convince Brandon Gibson to come on and, and help me a little bit. So That was an outstanding segue, because <laughs> Brandon Gibson, who is a fantastic singer in his own right, and uh, sings all over East Tennessee in so many different uh, productions. I mean, as a soloist, I've seen him sing at a Christmas tree lighting. He's always the go-to guy when you need that big uh, bass or baritone. What would you call him? Uh, baritone. Baritone voice to fill a space. And so he's been working with you at Marble City. And uh, he and I are in contact quite often about the upcoming productions because he says, hey, we've got a new thing. We want to get some publicity, blah, blah, blah. So I get the press releases, which is how I know that Shadowlight is coming up at the end of February. That's right. And Shadowlight is a world premiere that we're doing as part of the Delaney Project of Knoxville. And uh, the project actually came to me a few years ago yeah. um, by a woman who's who's helping out with the Delaney Project and really foreseeing All everything right. that's happening. So let me back up two steps and explain that Buford <laughs> Delaney is an African-American artist from East Tennessee, from Knoxville from specifically. Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And what era was this? The 20s, 30s, 40s, somewhere in there? He was born in 1901. Oh, wow. So he was, he was a, an artist in the uh, probably teens, then, 20s, 30s. Yeah, the, the 30s and 40s was when he was in New York and during the Harlem Renaissance. So he, as an African-American artist from East Tennessee, you know, he finds a way to move to New York and befriends James Baldwin, the famous writer. That's right. And the two of them help each other navigate this difficult world of being African-American and an artist or a writer in that time of uh, period in history. Absolutely. And actually, Baldwin um, considered Buford one of his mentors. No kidding. Yeah. I would have thought the other way around, yeah, but that's yeah, really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So this opera was written, Shadowlight, was written about Buford Delaney. That's right. And Brandon Gibson, who we just mentioned, gets to play Buford Delaney. Buford Delaney. Yeah. Now, there's other Buford Delaney things happening in and around Knoxville at the Museum of Art, for example. That's right. Uh, and uh, you said it's uh, called the, the... The University of Tennessee and the library, and it's called the Delaney Project, and it's um, why this opera has come to be. So you're doing, it's a, literally a world premiere. You said you heard about it a few years ago. The timing is now just perfect. You know, it's the last two days of Black History Month. Right. It's, it also happens to be leap year, so you get an extra day. <laughs> Which is always good. <laughs> so February 28th and 29th at the Beck Cultural Center in Knoxville. That's right. All right, tell me a little bit about the opera, though, because, I mean, obviously I've I described who the characters are, but what's the plot? Well, Buford actually suffered from schizophrenia. Mm. Um, he had these voices that would tell him horrible things about himself. Um, his younger brother was also a painter, and so sometimes the voices would tell Buford that he wasn't as good as his brother, and they were just like, they would just feed this negativity. But it also, him. it can feed great art. Which is exactly what it did, because okay. the only way he could keep the voices at bay was by painting. Wow. So the reason why we ended up going with the title Shadow Light is because out of the darkness that he was experiencing in his own life brought light into the world through his paintings. Wow, that's beautiful. 
Now we've got MarbleCityOpera.com behind us, and this is the page when you go to Shadowlight, you'll see this smear of paint. That <laughs> is the, what you click on to get tickets for Shadowlight February 28th and 29th. But I also know that you've got another big show coming at the end of the season. I want you to come back and talk about it, but right now tell me about Pagliacci, when and where. E Pagliacci is going to be happening at the World's Fair, Tennessee Amphitheater. Amphitheater. Yeah, the, the outdoor tenty thing. Yes, and um, oh, wow. so it'll be a site-specific kind of production. Pagliacci happens when a bunch of clowns come into town and put up a show for the audience. And oh, so nice. we're actually going to drive in in, in a, a truck. Cl clown car? In a truck and oh. all pile out, set up our scenery, <laughs> and the chorus actually becomes part of the audience. In oh, that's way, really so. neat. Yeah. All right, that's the beginning of May. June. And it may be beginning May. of June. 29th and 30th. All right. So right after uh, Memorial Day. So you'll come back and talk about that. Absolutely. But right now we want you to catch Shadowlight February 28th and 29th at the Beck Cultural Center. Tickets and information at marblecityopera.com. That's right. Catherine Frady, Executive Director of Marble City Opera. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here and you're invited back anytime. <laughs> you're watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. More of the show right after this. It's a good thing we didn't cut directly from the interview to back to this camera yeah. because it would have looked like <laughs> one of us magically transformed from the beautiful Catherine Frady into this. <laughs> like you were talking about that movie where people transform. Yeah, the Lady Hawk. Um, and uh, let's see, Jennifer Lovett, who is watching with us today, says that uh, my favorite movie, her favorite movie, is Lady Hawk, and as yeah. is yours. Oh yeah, it's it's one of the top. And uh, Michelle P. Pfeiffer is plays Lady Hawk in the movie. Yes. Um, and this is the, you were telling me about it. They, they well, the question for Diane is: Is Lady yeah. Hawk a thing? Is that a nickname? We're curious to know why you call yourself Diane Lady Hawk. It's interesting. It is, and and I'm I'm hoping that you you've chosen the nickname because you share our love for the movie. So we'll see. Well, I mean, is there any other possible usage of the term Lady Hawk? Uh, we have kids who are named Moon Unit and Dweezil. So yeah. All right. Somebody could have just named her. Lady what Hawk. is Lady Hawk? <laughs> see what Here's some information. Um, Philippa Margaret Pip Brown, better known by her stage name Lady Hawk, is a New Zealand singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. There you go. She took her stage name from Richard Donner's 1985 film. There you go. See? <sighs> All right. She's born in 1979. She was six years old when that movie came out. <laughs> Very impressionable age. But she gets first billing on, uh, yeah. on the research results. There we go. Excellent. Now, uh, let's bring back in Brad Lovett, who is uh, working on an article over there, typing away for uh, our social media posts. And I know you're going to be writing. You've always written a lot for us, and we appreciate that. Like on our magazine, when that hits the stands, uh, the articles, pretty much all of them are written by you, right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So what's the latest article that you're working on? Or I call, I, excuse me, we call it a listicle, right? Listicle. The official you know, cyber term right. for it. Well, we love all of our well-known attractions, like, of course, Dollywood and the shows that yeah. are connected with Dollywood yeah, now. That's uh, Hatfield Anything McCoy's Dolly and, and anything Ripley's, those are big. Yeah, big, those big, are big. Yeah. Yeah. But we have a lot of other shows and hardworking folks who make shows that aren't as well-known, have quite as big of a profile. We wanted to give them some love and encourage you to visit them as well. Actually, this would be Jim Johnson is watching. So, Jim, take notes of this. We're working on... This is like the rough draft, Jim. And Brad's working on an article... Um, of our listicle of the lesser known shows in the Smoky Mountains. So this is kind of like the raw material, but this would be great for Jim Johnson and Dre Hilton to use tomorrow 
oh, on yeah. their show, and they can kind of recap and and talk about what we um, well, as as you polish the article. So, so let's nominate places that are the lesser known shows. Like there's one I know I can throw out. It's probably already on your list. I'll mention Sweet Fanny Adams Theater in Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's been there for 40 plus years, so it shouldn't be lesser known, but it's not huge. You know, it's yeah. still, you know, they, they, they barely get by. They, they, they do it because they love it, not because they're getting rich yeah. doing it. And they're also gracious enough to let us use the theater for free to put on the Gatlinburg Improv Fest, which is coming up at the beginning of March, March 6th and 7th. And those tickets, by the way, will go on sale February 21st. Nice so, plug. Yeah. Well, because I think Sweet Fanny is closed until after, um, until spring break. I don't think yeah. they reopen until later in March or April. I can look mm-hmm. it up. But that's, I'll put in as a, I'll nominate for the lesser known fantastic things to see and do during the season is uh, Sweet Fanny Adams. All right, we can do that now. There is the Murder Mystery Dinner Show. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, they've got several shows they do throughout the year, one of those being the Killbillies. <laughs> the Clampets are back from California, and not everybody's happy to be back home in Tennessee. Join Jed, Ellie Mae, Jethro, and Granny for a wedding celebration sure to leave you rolling in the aisles. Now, one, of my, one of my Facebook friends posted a picture of um, Granny Clampett, Irene Ryan, mm-hmm. as she looked on the Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. side by side with how she looked as a young woman, as a young actress. Okay. I mean, hot. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Let me see. Uh, I don't know if I can find it quickly enough. Well, while you're looking, the uh, murder mystery, that's one of the audience participatory ones, right? That is correct, yes. So it, it's dinner theater at plus the audience is involved. Mm-hmm. Do I, they change I, the outcome based on the audience? That I don't know. Okay. I've, I, I haven't done one of the those, theater really uh, watching. Uh, they can let us know on that. But yeah. I've been to a murder mystery. It was on board a boat mm-hmm. uh, down in Knoxville. I did that one, the murder mystery aboard the... Um, the star of Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess, I don't know if I can, I'm trying to send this, but pass this around. Here's um, Irene Ryan before and after. There we go. Worth, we'll we'll post it on our Facebook page. I see, I'll, yes. I'll send that along. Yeah, send, send that along. along to, and we'll uh, get it on the Facebook page so you guys can see it. Because it's, 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 it's good. It's interesting. Yeah. Right, I'm not the only one who cared? No, you're not right. the only one that cared. There's three of us that care. All right, Hunter, <laughs> I'm sending you a picture of an old lady uh, next to a young lady. She doesn't know. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> you won't know who either of them are, but trust me on this, that uh, someone in the audience will recognize the beautiful Irene Ryan, I would think. Well, still on channel 923 on Comcast. Or, or, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> still? I don't know what to uh, well, no, 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 I'm being shown somewhere. When but, I oh, moved yeah. to, uh, to Tennessee, they used to show the Beverly Hillbillies on the main NBC affiliate yeah. mm-hmm. every day at 1230, maybe, like right after the noon news. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my... Uh, my routine is I would watch the noon news because I think uh, Abby Ham was still doing it back in those days, and then I would watch the um, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies and I go take a nap. Yeah, it was like while well, I'm eating lunch, watching Jethro and, uh, and and everybody use their their fancy um, uh, utility utensils, which were actually pool cues, long handled pot passers. Yes, they had though. They <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> So anyway, that's why I knew I was interested when I saw um, Irene Ryan as a young woman. So if you get that email, Hunter, you'll yep. be able to, I hope it works. Um, anyway, so you, there's a Beverly, the Killbillies, they murder each other. <laughs> Apparently, yes. I, see, who would you murder on that show? 
Not Mr. Drysdale. I mean, he's dumb, but he takes care of your money. Yeah. Not Miss Hathaway, because yeah. without her, you might end up in a lot of trouble. I think you Jethro. Did that, yes. Did murder Jethro? Yeah. Did he kill off Jethro? Yeah, he's the big, he's the big knot. He's the cipher. Yeah? <laughs> and then uh, Eli Bray says, Me TV is running um, Beverly Hillbillies. And now, and now that all the channels yeah. have uh, dot one, dot two, dot three, yes, they absolutely... On the NBC affiliate dot two or three, they run the Beverly Hillbillies. Frank, I think Hunter's got it for Hunter you. Hunter is the fastest. He is good. All right. I think on the left is Granny. Yes. <laughs> and if my Facebook friend, uh, Big Don O'Brien, up there in Baltimore, if Big Don is accurate, then the woman on the right is also Irene Ryan as a young woman. And I was staring at her eyes trying to figure out if it could possibly be the same one. I'm not sure. I, th I, th I believe it is. She doesn't look like Lily Munster to you, because that was another Yvonne De Carlo was yeah. another beauty. Yes, as a as an ingenue before she became. Yep. A... All right. Well, anyways, that's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Right. So there you go. Oh, where were we? We were talking about murder mysteries with the chillbillies or the killbillies <laughs> right. or the, Doing that, the hillbillies. Another one they do is uh, is who shot the sheriff. Welcome to Dodge City, Eric home of Sheriff Dill and Dillon. Sorry, go back. <laughs> uh, you said who shot the sheriff, and I went, Eric Clapton, you're listening. <laughs> That's funny, I thought Bob Marley. So. Or Bob Marley, uh, mm -hmm. who wrote it. Uh, he keeps the peace in these parts, or tries to. Saddle up and join Sheriff Dillon, Mrs. Kitty, Doc, Rooster, and Calamity Patty. And that's one of the shows they do uh, throughout the year. All right, so that sounds like, are they trying to copy off of um, Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke with Miss Kitty? Gunsmoke, yes. Oh, so this is, all right, so this makes it very interesting to me. They take old-timey TV shows... Mm -hmm. And add murder. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's got to be on my list. To, so to Gilligan's see Island. I, that's exactly where I was going. Because that's that. a classic closed room mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So unless the Harlem Globetrotters or the <laughs> the, the missing uh, Kamikaze pilot did it, it's got to be one of the seven. Yes. Mm -hmm. And all these guests found the island, but they never sent help. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was when the show jumped the shark. Yeah. When well, the yeah. Started showing up on the island, and the castaways <laughs> couldn't get off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, impossibilities. We had Eric here recently. Eric Dobell, very lovely, did some card tricks or magic mm -hmm. tricks for me. What, no, what did he do? He bent the spoon, or bent the forks for me, and then some other, I forget, I'll have to think about what the second trick was. Give me a moment. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. And uh, right next door, we have the Conway Twitty uh, tribute. Oh, right next to yep. us here at Mountain Fun Life. Here at Mountain yeah. Fun Life, yes. Yeah. And they must have a daytime Elvis show, because you can see they do. When, the, uh, when the big Cadillacs start pulling into the lot. Mm -hmm. You know, the the classic-looking Cadillacs that are in pristine condition mm -hmm. come in to the parking lot. You know there must be an Elvis show that day. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can kind of hear it when, you know, if we're here late, they yeah. start around 2 or so. And I'm not sure if they are in season now or not. But uh, Well, a bunch of people should... showed up in the parking lot last Wednesday. As, okay, or last, so not Wednesday, they, they definitely must here. be then. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. we do have some shows, and, and uh, we're talking murder mystery. They actually do perform throughout the entire January and February. All right, so now uh, Eli is going to vote for that murder mystery, I think, with the Killbillies. I'm sure that's what you're talking about, right, Eli? Because we're looking to put together a listicle of the top five, six, whatever, lesser-known attractions in the Smokies. So now Eli is definitely voting for that murder mystery with the yep. Killbillies. Mm -hmm. um, what would your vote be, Rich? I would probably go with Elwood P. Smooch, and I think he's still got his theater running up in Gatlinburg, but he's moved around all over the place. Elwood P. Smooch, what did he do? It's a comedy variety type show. Okay, I've not heard of him. Yeah, that's Therefore, why it's lesser known. Brad, if you were to uh, cast a vote, and you're writing the articles, you guys should get the ultimate. <laughs> uh, you get to decide, but 
which of these do you appeals to you? Okay, well, I'll, I'll throw in another one, and I actually can't wait to see this, and it's the, the Red Skelton show. Yes. And it's maybe the only Red Skelton tribute in the entire country. I went to look up. I, there are some, some Red Skelton theaters, especially where Red grew up, with their tribute. You know, they basically don't do a show. They just are named after him, like yeah. the Insultant Theater. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, he, he may well be the only uh, Red Skelton tribute artist. And, uh huh. Great comedy, I so and, considering yeah. that Red's family is starting to unload, you know, they're decluttering the house. <laughs> Red's surviving relatives are just sending all of their Red Skelton junk <laughs> to Pigeon Forge to get it out of the house. It's the Swedish death cleanse here. Here, take this, send it to that guy in Pigeon Forge. He'll put it in a shadow box. See, all you have to do is have been famous, and then your family will donate all your stuff to. Uh, to a tribute artist, but if That's you're not famous, it. you know you, you don't get to do it that way. No, then it goes to the uh, Carm and the yeah. Salvation yep. Army, and what else was there? A thrift store, Goodwill, all uh, those the Sphere, places. The, the Sphere. Uh, yeah, uh, homeless ministries have a thrift store as well. Yep. Yeah, that's what that's what happens. If you're not famous, that's that becomes your museum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can go find all your old stuff there. Mm -hmm. I have heard strange stories about people who've gone shopping at thrift stores and recognized something, some piece of bric-a-brac, and then oh, my grandma used to have one something like that, and then it turns out they pick it up. And sure enough, their grandma's name is written on the bottom of it. They, yep. were, they <laughs> found it in all of the clutter at this thrift store. They somehow zeroed in on the ceramic parrot or whatever the silly little thing is. And they recognize it. It was their grandma's. And then they buy it. Cool. You know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Reminds me of another. You want to hear another ceramic parrot story? <laughs> The fact that you have more than one ceramic parrot story just it defines us. I lived in Los Angeles for 10 years, and for whatever reason, the guys on the radio show, we'd go out after, um, after the show and occasionally go out to lunch. And one day, we went to lunch, and we went next door to some kind of like a, like a Woolworths or Kresge type of mm -hmm. cheapo store, right? And Jimmy Kimmel, who was not famous yet, was working on the show as the writer. So we're in there, and he looks at, he sees that they have a shelf full of these cheap ceramic blue parrots that are just a little tired than this coffee mug. Yeah. So he says, we're going to buy all of them. I said, why are we going to, what, what do you mean? Because I have to take, now my job, of course, as the producer of that show is to get him reimbursed for buying 20 ceramic blue parrots and have to justify it to the boss that this was a good idea. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we buy 20 or so of these ceramic blue parrots. And Jimmy takes a Sharpie marker and he writes something like the name of the radio station or something on the front of all of them. And we have them in the cabinet. So then actors would come in to be interviewed about their relatively new show. Right. And the best example of this is Drew Carey. Drew Carey comes in and he's being interviewed to promote the probably first season of the Drew Carey show. And Jimmy says to him, we are going to give you a ceramic blue parrot that you have to put on the show. <laughs> and make sure we can see it. Mm -hmm. And Drew thinks this is hilarious. Of course. So he takes this ceramic blue parrot and he puts it uh, on the set of the Drew Carey show, like on the, in the breakfast nook, so it sits right here. So anytime, if you ever go watch a rerun of the old Drew Carey show, if they still, I don't know where you'd find them, maybe on Netflix or Amazon or, or someplace, look for some, not the, not the very first shows, they have been on the air for a little bit of a while, but, but look for a show where they're sitting at the breakfast nook and there's this ceramic blue parrot sitting on the shelf behind them and know that it was just this crazy idea that we thought we could say, we're on TV. Yeah. 
Did you manage to get it on any other shows? Yes, but that's the, the, the Drew Carey is the one I remember. Okay. Because I remember actually seeing it on the air and getting excited that I had handled that parrot. <laughs> and there it was. You, okay. Uh, Eli, you're giving us some, uh, some trivia that Kmart founded by Kresge. Yeah, I think that was the original name of it was Kresge Mart. Like, uh, I grew up in um, New York where you had EJ Corvettes. I don't think they had those in the South. No. Because it stood for 11 Jewish Korean veterans. EJ Corvettes. They had come back from the war okay. and founded this discount store. And you had, uh, and prior to Kmart, yes, you had uh, Kresge, these old family names that were the merchant who started mm -hmm. the store. But then it gets to a point where, you know, you want to expand and go nationwide. And, you know, Kresge, who's Kresge? So they just went with Kmart. Sounds like a magician. Yeah. The amazing Kresge. Oh, no, that's the amazing Kreskin. I have interviewed him as well. Ah, he okay. did one of his little mind tricks on us where we had <laughs> something in an envelope and he told us what it was. It was okay. unbelievable. All right, so where are we on the show now? Because I think I see something coming up. We're done. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm seeing something about shrimps. That's all I can see. Am I supposed to talk? What is the shrimp thing? Oh, this is, uh, this for is the sports. sports segment. This okay. is sports. They're hinting to me that uh, it's time to get into the sports segment. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here. It's a rainy day. I'm telling old-timey war stories about that works. parrots. We, we, we just heard the rain get a lot stronger a few minutes ago here yeah. on the roof. It's yeah, <laughs> I'm in no rush to drive back through it again. <laughs> All right, so Brad's working on the listicle of the lesser-known Smoky Mountain attractions. Continue with your comments coming in on that. So far, yes. it looks like uh, the murder mystery one is a definite inclusion in your, yep. in your piece. And I really want to go see the Red Skelton show. I got to see him live. Uh, I was pretty young at the time, oh. and uh, he came through Knoxville, and uh, great show. Excellent, excellent. Well, we, all, we should go as a field trip. That would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. I would enjoy that very yes. much. And then um, also, would you, when, as you're in your research, would you look up Elwood P. Smooch and tell, send it to Brad to see yeah. if that guy's still around? I'll look it up and see if that I'm not theater's familiar. still going. All right, well, let's, uh, we do have some exciting news in the world of sports today. That's why Rich yes. came in. I uh, appreciate you coming in on a Tuesday. This Absolutely. is not your regular day. No, it's not. What, are your, what is your regular day? My regular day is Friday and any day that uh, the boss calls and says, hey, yeah, come in. Because Monday you come in on, and give us the, the sports from over the weekend. Right. And Friday is kind of the preview of looking into the weekend. That's your whole show. SIS, yeah. Sports in the Smokies. Sports in the Smokies. All right, this is MIM, Morning in the yeah. Mountains. And then on Friday we do SIS, which is Sports, sports in the Smokies. Smokies. What are we going to call the Wednesday show? Entertainment in East Tennessee, EIE. Oh, <laughs> no, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. All right, okay, we'll I'll work, work on, on it. I'll, you, you do the sports, and I'll pretend I'm listening while I think of something <laughs> clever. I'm used to that. that I'm used to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will sound like uh, showbiz in the Smokies. Can we do that? That's another S. Hmm. Shows in the... Enter entertainment today. Shows in Severe. That's E-T. Yeah. Entertainment is E. Today, Entertainment Tonight is already a show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, ETT, uh, Entertainment Tonight, Tennessee. Hmm. Okay. That's huh. a possibility. All right. I'm trying to get that, that same, you know, yeah. uh, SIS, MIM thing going. Let me think about that for another moment. Go ahead. All right. Shows in Sevierville. That works, except we were going to do we're, the ones in Pigeon Forge mostly. Okay. Shows in Sevier County, hmm. Sisk. Yeah. I knew a guy named Performers Sisk. in Pigeon Forge. Piff. There you go. <laughs> Performances in Pigeon Forge. P-I-P-F. All right, let's well, talk about really sports help for a second. Our, with our wonderful <laughs> Gatlinburg entertainers. We have to come up with some gigs in Gatlinburg? 
<laughs> Wednesday's wonderful world of entertainment from Jim. I like All it. All right, well, you guys figure it out. You and yeah. Drake can call it whatever you want. I guess we should let them name their own show. Of course we name should. It for them. Of course we should. I'm just trying to railroad through some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think things get done in the show business? Yes. <laughs> you go on the air and announce it. <laughs> and then, like, I guess we're stuck with that. <laughs> All right, uh, carry on with the sports. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about sports, leading off with high school sports. Uh, and it's kind of problematic, the flu and the flooding, or the fluting from fluting. yesterday. The fluting. Yeah, that's Alex Stokes' joke. It's is good. playing hob with the schedule. We had a couple playing of games. What? Hob. Hob? Yeah, it's a, it's a Does it saying. Stand, stand for something? I have no idea. Havoc on just, bread? <laughs> What does hob mean? I have no idea. All it's right. just an old saying that's better than saying it's screwed up all to pieces. Snafu. Snafu. All right. Situation normal, everything's fouled up. All fouled up. Okay. Nice to hear the yeah. clean version of snafu. Well, we're on TV. I know. So, getting back to sports, uh, high school basketball, we had a couple of different games scheduled last night, but only one actually happened. Sevier County went to South Doyle and split. The boys lost 63-50. to the girls, however, won 47 to 34. We have several games on tap tonight, and depending on the weather and illness, I don't know whether they will actually happen or not. I haven't heard of any cancellations so far. But we've got Sevier County at Fulton. We have Seymour at Gatlinburg-Pittman. We have Northview versus North Green. That's a home game for Northview, and it's senior night, so I hope they get that one in. And then Pigeon Forge is going up to Hancock County. So that's our basketball for tonight. Now, we've got some really cool news and we've got some uh, things to talk about here. When it's rainy outside and it's sleeting and there's snow and it's cold and miserable, what do you think about? Pitchers and catchers, report for duty. You are exactly right. I Baseball saw, is I getting started. Saw someone shared a post from the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> and it yep. showed the catcher guy and it went, check your calendar. Yes. So that's what I had in mind. So we've got a couple of different things. One, the Lady Vols softball team is already two and one on the season, so they've what? already got three games out. Oh, wow. The uh, men start, I believe, on Valentine's Day. Then uh, we got some information from the Tennessee Smokies. They're our local team, and uh, they do a great job with uh, promotions and have They're a lot of fun things going on. Affiliated with the Cubs still? Yes, they are affiliated with the Cubs still. Good, 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 good. So they sent out their press release, and we're going to talk about some of their promotions they've got going on. Obviously, starting off with the home opener, which is on April 15th. So after you pay your taxes, you can go out <laughs> and have something to enjoy yourself with. Are we uh, supposed to look at the calendar here? Go ahead and take that. What is that, yeah. the uh, calendar for? Yeah, that's the calendar for April for okay. the Smokies. The right. uh, red games are home games. So you can see they've got an opening series before they come home for their home opener All right. on the 15th. First 1,000 fans get a free calendar magnet. So that's kind of cool. Got several other promotions going on. April 18th, Hampton Inns and Suites is sponsoring uh, the Javier Baez Blanket Night. So you get the first 1,000 guests get a free blanket. And the traditional touch-a-truck and pregame youth clinic is on April 19th. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Peanut Free Night is uh, April 30th. Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and the gang are not allowed anywhere near oh, the stadium. Oh, I know what this is. You can't yeah. fool me. <laughs> I, I, come back. I know what Peanut Free yes, Night is. This is a, a wonderful thing. This is put on by the uh, Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, and they do their best to clear the stadium of all major allergens, specifically peanuts. And it's a night for you to come out and enjoy baseball 
without having to worry about going into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, you don't want that. That's bad. That would be the next night, which is EpiPen night. EpiPen night. No? No. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, a new theme going on. Uh, this is a new event, Superhero Night on oh. May 2nd. Look at this. We have another uh, beautiful graphic. This yeah. is from the Smokies. Yes, that's from the Smokies. When we say Smokies, you got to remember, for those of you who don't live around here, yeah. we should say Smokies Baseball. Because obviously we've got the Smokies Park, yep. which is our, why we're here. So naturally, the baseball team would be named after the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Absolutely. So when we say, sometimes when we're talking about sports, we just say the Smokies. We're referring to the baseball team. And sometimes when we're not talking about the baseball team, we say the Smokies, and we mean the park. So... A lot of times, locally, we might just call it the park. Yeah. If you're either in, when you're in the park, it means you're in the boundaries of the federal property that is the GM, GSM. GSMNP. Yeah. Uh, or if we just say the, you know, let's, anyway, for this point, at this point in time, we're talking about Smokey's Baseball. Yes. So what do we have here? So these are some of the different promotions that I've been talking about. All right. And uh, the one I like, May 10th, is Shrimp Night. This is a new promotion. It is Shrimp Night. They're uh, in order. Tell the Smokies they, they got the order wrong. They put May 16th before they put May 10th. Yes, they did. Uh, is it alphabetical? Nope. I have no idea. No, it's not in alphabetical order either. Yep. Is it in reverse alphabetical order? Q-R-S-T? Yes, it's in reverse alphabetical Oops. order. M, then S-H, then S-T, then S-U, then T-O. See, if we didn't have Frank here, we never would have known I, that. One of my very, very first job uh, was as a library page, and I had to put the al books back in alphabetical order. Yes. <laughs> so here's what i like about shrimp night uh it's sponsored by the shrimp dock which makes sense oh. their giveaway that night is shrimp shaped neck pillows nice this would be good for when you're traveling yeah okay and as long as they don't smell yeah. like shrimp that would be really wonderful and guess what team they're playing that night the shrimp yes. No, wait there's the minor league baseball team names are the best ever. yes so I'm guessing that there's somewhere in Biloxi or Gulfport or somewhere. You're close, further south. Oh, is it Mississippi? Nope. Is it um, Louisiana? Nope. Go a little east. Oh, uh, Alabama. Like further. the Muscle Shoals? Further east. Georgia? Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida, Florida. Panhandle? Uh, right, Jacksonville. So, so the Jacksonville sh Shrimp Heads. Now you got to stick one more word in there. The Jacksonville... What word associated with shrimp starts with J? Jumbo shrimp. Jumbo shrimp. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Thank you for talking me through that. I are coming like to town. This could be, we could be playing, what's that, one of those old-timey game shows like Password. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are coming into town, and the other part of the celebration, you're really going to like this, is professional competitive eater Patrick Bertoletti will be here. Uh-oh. And let's do a throwback. He holds the him. record yeah. for eating a 16-inch pizza. Really? Yeah. And well, since you and uh, Kira were doing the... We were uh, at... No wonder that CeCe's is doing their hashtag CeCe's Pizza Challenge mm -hmm. now before this guy comes to town because they would may as well just hand him the $500. Yep. You know, during the month of February, yep. you'd go to the CeCe's Pizza. I think just I think it's mainly the one in Sevierville, but the, all three, the Sevierville, Gatlinburg, Pitch and Forge, are all owned by the same franchisee. So you can ask at any of them. Mm -hmm. And if you can eat one of these, if you and a friend... Can pay your forty dollars, twenty dollars each, and eat one of these. What is it? Twenty-eight inch pizza. I think. It, it was monstrous. It's monstrous. Twenty-eight inch pizza, uh, within half an hour, and finish the, with the fastest time. Uh, you'll win the five hundred dollar prize to split. So there's still plenty of time in February for you to get yeah. that done and try to win yourself five hundred dollars and, you know, pig out on pizza. 
Well, this it's guy got pepperoni on it too. Speaking of pig, yep. This guy ate a forty-seven slices of a sixteen-inch pizza in ten minutes. Do you ever watch any of the competitive eating stuff on TV? They used to have a show. You know, mainly it's the the Fourth of July Nathan's Hot Dog Challenge. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there was a regular show. Like there's a whole those guys with the the derby, not the derby hats. What do you call those things? The boating boater hats. Yeah. Uh, and the bow ties. They had started up a whole league of competitive eating and they give away these titles for all the different yep. food products. And I believe he was a competitor in that. Is that a sport really? I mean, does it have to be a sport to be competitive? Well, I guess it's a game at least. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, you do certainly take your life into your hands. <laughs> if, you, if you do it wrong, you could choke. Yes. Yeah, all right. All right. And to finish up sports. Oh, thank you. Back to reality. Uh, Vols basketball. Uh, UT men are taking on Arkansas tonight. Uh, the Vols are favored by two and a half points. Arkansas's last two games have been losses, but they were in overtime, one of which was to Auburn. So Auburn, uh, Arkansas is a tough team. UT has lost four of their last five. It's been a real struggle this part of their schedule like we expected. Mm, yeah. uh, games at 7 o'clock tonight on the SEC Network. All the right. big key question, will Josiah Jordan-James, who's been out for several days with the uh, or several games with, with an injury, will he be back to play? And we won't know. It's a game-time decision. All right. Well, we'll wrap up with a couple of last comments. We see that uh, Eli is enjoying the show very much and says, thanks for what we're doing. So we're all awesome. So well, Brad, we, we're glad, Eli, that you're watching. That's fun. That, uh, that goes to you as well. Uh, do watch tomorrow, 10 o'clock, for Brad. Uh, excuse me, not Brad. You're, are you coming in tomorrow? No. No. Uh, Jim Johnson and Dre Hilton. Are we throwing them in by themselves? I think we're going to. Uh, they, they will swim with the sharks or not? No. Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push them into the deep end and see what happens. They're professionals. They'll be fine. They're yeah, both show really people. Great. Yeah. So I think they're absolutely gonna be fine. But um, guys, if you want me, I'll be here. Oh, uh, Eli apparently gets tweets from T dot. Ah. Okay. Uh, and he says the landslide on the spur is expected to be cleared tonight now, which is sooner, right? Mm-hmm. Than we had anticipated. Good to know. That's good news. If you're trying to get from Gatlinburg to Pigeon Forge. They expect to clear that road. I guess with all the water pouring down, it the stuff is just (laughs) (laughs) wash away. Yeah, do drive carefully. Remember all the things we talk about. Uh, Don't drive into standing water. Turn around. Don't drown. Uh, The other thing I love to remind you is to please, please, please turn on your headlights in the rain. It's got nothing to do with you being able to see. It's got everything to do with me being able to see you in my rearview mirror. Yep. Because some of the uh, seriously, some of you guys are just plain invisible behind me in the rearview mirror. And I don't know uh, if I can change lanes or not because I can't see you. But you put on those headlights, and all of a sudden you're there. You've gone from nothing to something. So be something and turn on your headlights. <laughs> be somebody. And also slow down because the hydroplaning happens when you're driving too fast over a thin film of water. Um, Travis, we're referring back to the yeah. Man V Food show on yes. Travel Channel. There's a Knoxville episode of that. You can yes. look that up with that guy who lost all the weight after he quit that show. Adam Richman. Yep. And then uh, also the tomorrow, we want you to watch 10 o'clock. I mentioned uh, Dre and Jim uh, debuting their new entertainment show, uh, bringing you the latest and greatest live action shows of music entertainment in and around the Smokies. I guess that's the name of the show. So B-Y-T-L-A-N. <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> For short, we can call it, uh, right? Because, I mean, that's what we we have to figure out a shortened name for it. So it'll be B-Y-T-L-A-G-L-A-S-A-M-E-I-T-A-A-T-S. For short. So Beatly Glizzly Dibgrin Sith. Watch that with Trey and Jim tomorrow. 
And as I say, we're dumping them into the deep end of the pool yes. to see if they can swim. So fantastic. And then on Thursday, uh, what are we doing Thursday? I'm doing the, I'm here. Do yeah. you have a special guest, a Rosemary, uh, if I say the name right, Machario? Oh, Rose, ah, yeah, okay. Rosemary Machario. She wrote the book about the something amulet. I have to remind myself of what that is. Mm-hmm. But she's an all around entertainer. She's got a podcast. Yep. She does stage shows. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think she wants some of us to come on and be on our podcast, maybe. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. So Rosemary will be here. And uh, usually sometime around uh, Tuesday afternoon as I find out what the giveaway is going to be. And we share that on Facebook, etc. So keep an eye on the Mountain Fun Life Facebook page to find out what the plans are for Thursday. But mainly, the push right now is watch tomorrow. Jim and Dre are going to do a great job. you have the picture of Jim and Dre one more time for me? I want you to see them. Um, there they are. Look at those guys. And they are going to have a great show tomorrow. Dre, you may have seen in the Soul of Motown, where he does the Hits and Oldies show around town. Uh, fantastic entertainer. Jim, of course, known for his RVing skills and being here with us on Morning in the Mountains. <laughs> now he's got his own show where he can focus yep. on that. Excellent. And then um, Thursday will be uh, some kind of giveaway with Rosemary. And then Friday, back to, back sports, to sports. sports and the Smokies. Uh, you can watch past episodes on Roku and YouTube. We stream at Facebook Live each weekday morning at 10 o'clock for you. And uh, podcast. Also, the podcast yes. is available. All the things, you know, if we're missing, if for whatever reason, if we're missing your favorite podcast app, like yeah. I know there's a couple, like I'm, I'm trying to get on, uh, what's the one that, it doesn't really matter. I was trying to get on the one that um, Amazon Alexa uses. I think yeah. it's, it's iHeartRadio. Well, no, but Pod, oh, they, heard, yeah. they have one yeah. called Podbean, or yeah. it used to be any pod, be the one that worked on, on Amazon best. Yep. But it doesn't matter anymore because you can get your Apple podcasts on Alexa and your iHeart podcast on Alexa, and we're already on both of those. Yeah. So if we're missing your podcasting app, uh, you know, give us a hoot and a holler, and we'll take care of you. But we're on all the bigs already, Google, Apple, iHeart, and uh, a host of others. I like pulling it up on iHeart Radio and Alexa because I can start and stop it. There you go. All right. Well, I think we are. Spotify is uh, is big for. Uh, yeah. That's where Kira put it first, I believe. For it's anchored. Um, it's hosted on Anchor FM, but Spotify was her her go to because that's the one she yeah. uses. Mm-hmm. And for us old farts, you know, we use uh, <laughs> iHeart. And I'm still turning Spotify. the radio dial. Lots of oldies on it. <laughs> Say that again, Brad. So I, I use Spotify. It has lots of oldies yes. on it. I'm oh, very good. <laughs> got playlists right. and playlists of them. I'm Excellent. <laughs> well, I didn't even get to all your comments, so I want to thank you all. And of course, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can scroll back and read them yourself. But I want to say thank you all for participating in the show and making it fun for us to be here. Yes. And uh, we'll be back uh, with Jim and Dre tomorrow, and I'll be here again on Thursday. So thank you so much for watching. For Brad Lovett, for Rich Haley, I'm Frank Murphy, and this is Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life.